Hey everyone, Coach Megan here, and you're listening to the Powerhouse Podcast, episode 155. Do you need to change or just change systems? Welcome to the Powerhouse Podcast, hosted by sisters, former Miss Nebraska's and a Miss Nebraska USA, and expert coaches Ali Swanson Mancuso and Megan Swanson Rhodes. Every Tuesday, we bring you a life-changing, challenging, and activating episode to help high-achieving women win their pageants, massively transform their mindsets, and dominate all aspects of life, including elements both inside and what most consider traditionally as areas outside of pageantry. Allie and Megan coach high-achieving women in all 50 states and beyond and live to see women conquer their dreams. If you're not already part of our Powerhouse Club, join the fastest-growing group of winning pageant queens on the planet, linked in the show notes every single week. Now, let's get on to this week's episode. Well, hello, everyone. This is Coach Megan, and welcome to this episode of the podcast. If you guys are watching the live version of the podcast. I'm going to take two seconds to change my name, which is exciting. Uh, I actually signed my name for the first time the other day, and it was super funny because I was like, literally, how do I draw an R? I have no idea how to write the name Rhodes. You know, you don't think about it. You've literally said this, like written the exact same thing, if you're me, for almost 30 years. And now I went to write that for the first time the other day, and I was like, oh, This is different, so kind of a fun new thing. Um, But today on this episode, we are going to be talking about something that I think everybody in their title holder journey wonders. I know I have certainly wondered this, and my time of wondering was between the, the six years that I took off between Miss America and Miss USA. I partially thought I would compete for Miss USA, but I think that in at least the America 1.0 system, there's a little bit of a stigma um, that used to be that Miss USA was an organization that was more shallow, it was only looks-based, and my goodness, am I glad that I know that that is not the case anymore. And um, also, a, a fun little anecdote, we had a client place Top 15 at um, her pageant this weekend that was a brand new, um, let me make sure I'm going to say the name of it right, a brand new, relatively new pageant, and I was just so incredibly impressed by how well it was ran, and it looked a lot like USA, speaking of USA, let me just look in my notes, was it on the Powerhouse Instagram or the other one, and I just wanted to give a shout out to Savannah because she crushed it, A, and um, it just looked like it was so incredibly well ran. Um, USA National Miss. Yeah, USA National Miss. So if you're looking for um, a new pageant system to compete in, um, some of the state titles are still at large, but I was very, very impressed. We're going to be posting some pictures of her on the Powerhouse Instagram soon. Um, But check it out, USA National Miss. It is a faith-based organization, which is cool. Um, And they run it a lot like USA. I mean, I was super impressed. It made me want to go. So That was super cool. Congratulations on top 15 at nationals. That's always a really, really big deal. And they came to play, let me tell you. So I've kind of already teased this, but the name of this podcast episode is, Do You Need a Change or Just Change Systems? Isn't that nifty? 
do you need to change or just change systems? And like I said, I think everybody has kind of wondered this in their life, especially, you know, if you were in my position and you won a title, I still wondered this, but certainly if you didn't win the title, maybe that you were looking for and you're wondering, is this system really for me? Is this system against me? Um, and I really wanted to just break down kind of five things in each area of five things if you might need to change and then kind of some warning signs if you might just need to change in the system. And I hope that this is a blessing to provide some clarity for you guys because I know that um, you know we're kind of post pageant season now. Nationals are happening. Nationals are getting over because um, most nationals are either in the summer or in the winter during breaks. And I know it can be really stressful um, kind of navigating through your own thoughts. And I just wanted to um, remind everybody, if you have not set up a strategy call with us, this is exactly the type of thing that we work through. You and I on a free 30 to 45 minute strategy call, I will ask you a bunch of questions and just kind of help you sort through how you're feeling, how you're doing and what your goals are for the next step in your life. And you know, sometimes that is working with a coach, working with us. Um, and sometimes people have even, I mean, I was just talking with a client today who wants to do life coaching with me or who wants to do start a business and um, work with one of my other companies. And so that's the beauty of who we are at Powerhouse um, is we're able to work with women of all shapes and sizes um, who want to do many different things in their life. And some of you guys are done with pageants and now you're kind of asking the question, now what? Um, we're working on a, a course actually to build for that exact reason. Um, and then I do have a second company, Powerhouse Consulting. If you guys are looking to start a business um, specifically in the consulting niche. So let's say you've danced for 25 years of your life and you're like, oh my gosh, do I just want to teach at a studio the rest of my life? Does that make me happy? Or you know, how does Coach Megan do that? How does Coach Allie do that? How do people do that in general? How do people take what's in their brain, what's in their what's in their body, and they're able to turn that into a business? Or maybe you've thought, you know, my family's never ran a business. Well, join the club. Um, no one in my family has officially started a business, although my mom is incredibly entrepreneurial herself, and I was the first person to do it. And so, um, you know, glean on somebody else's information and what's in their brain. And I'm really, really excited. Um, I know I've been saying this for a long time, um, but we've got some really exciting things coming down the pike. You know, we just hired a brand new um, project manager, our queen of administration, Kendra. And also um, shout out to our summer powerhouse marketing intern, Wish, who is a client of ours, and they're just crushing it. So tons of new things coming down the pike. Um, in marketing, we launched the Powerhouse Club this next week as well. Um, so all these different reasons to get on the strategy call, we will help you get direction for your life, whether that ends up working with us or whether you end up working with a totally different coach or consultant or just vibe it on your own. I mean, I worked with a client today on a strategy call and I was like, hey, do these things first and then maybe we can talk a little bit later, but here's the clarity that you need. Do you feel clarity? And she's like, oh my gosh, this is so helpful. I was so stressed out. And you know, we didn't even end up working together at the end of it. And that's the point. We're figuring out what's the best for you. So with that being said, let's talk about five things that you might need to change or five reasons why you might need to change the system that you're competing in. Because there are lots of amazing pageants, um, lots of amazing pageants, ones that you probably never even heard of. And um, maybe on the post, when I post this in Pageant Winter Secrets, our free Facebook group, if you're not a part of it, click below in the show notes and you can join. Um, maybe we should do like a little thread. So if you're watching this in Pageant Winter Secrets, then let's have you do a thread of what pageant system you compete in. 
and what pageant system you've heard great things about. I think that would be super fun. And we can kind of open each other's eyes to some other ones that might be a great fit for you. So um, we're going to start with here are five things, uh, five kind of things that you might need to change about yourself um, if the problem is you. And then we'll get to the fun part, which is blaming things on other, on other people, right? <laughs> and uh, we'll kind of go through, yeah, you know what? It might be time to change systems. I was talking with that client earlier today, and she's competed in, you know, one system for like almost 10 years. And it can be emotional changing systems. It can, you know, a lot of times people feel like, well, what are people going to think about me? Are they thinking I'm taking the easy way out? Are they thinking that I'm a quitter? Are they thinking, what are they thinking about me? And one thing that I had to tell her was, why are you thinking about so much people that are thinking so low of you, if they even are, you know, if they are even thinking about you? Um, and really asking yourself the question, do I actually know that, is a really, really powerful question as well. Um, and if people are saying these things about you, gossiping about you so much, why are you involved in such a system? Why are you involving yourself with such people who clearly are just giving you lip service when you're in front of them. That's exhausting. Like I like to be my full self wherever I am. And I know you do too, right? It can be really exhausting thinking like, okay, time to put the mask back on. I can show one tenth of who I am. That's, that's exhausting. So I'd just say, change your space, change people you're hanging out with. There are people that are ready to love on you. Just change the room. You know, they could be next door. You never know. Okay. So here are some, here are the five things that might be a reason why you should keep in the same um, type of competition. So still do USA, still do Earth, still do America, still do volunteer. Um, and this is actually, it just might be a you problem. Some opportunities for growth. Um, these are not shackles holding you down. They're just opportunities for growth and we all have them, which is great. So number one, the biggest thing that I see um, when you might need to make a change is if you're particularly nervous or scared or resistant to one or two or more phases of competition. Oftentimes for people, this is talent and swimsuit. That is two people's biggest fears, I would say. Now, obviously people come to us for interview, onstage question, mindset, branding, who am I, that kind of stuff all day, every day. Um, but I would say that, like I was telling this client earlier today on a strategy call, I was like, make a list of what are the areas of competition, whether you stay or whether you switch into a new competition that you're the most terrified of if you had to compete tomorrow. And one of the ways that I think people fail and then they blame it on, well, the system isn't for me. The system doesn't like me. They don't like people of my kind or who look like me or whatever, which again, we're going to go over that. Sometimes it's valid and you need to make a little change. Um, but what I would first say is check yourself before you make a fool out of yourself of going around blaming everybody or saying, well, this is, you know, they're only looking for one kind of girl or one size of girl or one, whatever. Okay. Before you do that, keep those words in your mouth for like just a little quick sec and make sure, can you say with hundred percent confidence that you have one, like totally 100% worked as hard as everybody else has and presented the best level of presentable package in your communication skills, your leadership skills, your social media, your fashion that you show up with, your hair and makeup, your swimsuit walk, your evening gown walk. Are you the best in every single one of those areas? And is it irrefutable that if 10 of us watched a video of you competing in that area of competition, would we all say that you're the best? 
And if you can't say that with 100% certainty, you need to check yourself and probably just work harder, to be completely honest. And, you know, yes, it's frustrating. Some people are born with natural talent. Some people are born with a natural presentable talent. You might have to work harder if you're doing a monologue. You might have to get more creative. But the playing field starts the same, okay? And I think that this is me putting my coach hat on. We have to be honest about where we're at next to other people. And one of the best ways to kill comparison is to know that you're the best. I'm going to say that again. One of the best and easiest ways to kill comparison is just to know that you're the best, to know that you've outworked every single other person, to know that you've put in more hours than every other person, to know that your presentation of what you're doing is authentic and it's good. And what's cool about that is when you are comfortable in who you are and you don't need to be a meanie butt to, you know, to show everyone how amazing you are, you just show up and you let what what is be it creates this curiosity it creates eyes on you it creates this magnetism because you've done the work okay and you're carrying this confident relaxed leadership presence that is irresistible and if you can't tell me with 1000 percent confidence and again if we had 10 people watch this video of you doing your thing and they all could say she's the best you still got work to do which is a good thing because it means that the world's not stacked against you and you're actually more in control of your results than you thought that you were, which is a good thing. So let's move on to number two. This is a cousin of number one, but number one is definitely the biggest thing. So number two is if you're easily offended when talking about this part of competition. So if your defensive walls come up in two seconds and we've all been here with your talent and you won't let anybody coach you or you get mad when your mom tells you to practice or you get mad when your mom tells you to go to the gym or you get mad when your mom asks you to do interview questions in the car there's a reason behind that and usually that reason is insecurity usually that reason is it makes you feel like a failure it makes you feel inadequate it may, and you're used to being the best everywhere well guess what that's a good indication that you might need to expand your comfort zone a little bit humble yourself about five notches and yes there are extraneous things like if your mom's, you know, badgering you about this and didn't ask in the nicest way, right? Or you've already worked for three hours and they're asking you to work for four hours. I get it, right? We're, we're talking normalcy. We're not talking extremes here. But if those things are not happening in the world of extremes, then check your heart and, and go to God about this, you know, meditate about this, pray about this and say, hey, God, like, why does this bother me? And there's usually some truth behind that. So with that, let's move on to number three. This is also kind of similar in the same realm, if you're seeing a theme here. If you are confusing, oh, this is going to make me laugh. My sister and I talk about this all the time. Some people confuse what is unique, which is a good thing, with the word different. They're like, oh, I'm, I'm unique. I'm like, no, you are, because everyone's unique. But you are different different. And in this case, different may not be playing to your favor. At the end of the day, I always say, bring a volleyball to a volleyball match, bring a basketball to the basketball court, bring a soccer to the soccer ball to the soccer field. Okay. It's super important to know what game you're playing and then learn how to play it to the best of your ability. And sometimes when people try and be different for the sake of being different, and then they call it authentic or they call it unique, really what they are is they're not ready 
Um, they think they can walk into a pageant and win it because of how unique they are. And we, we've all seen it. I don't need to give a million examples. But if you are so different that your what you're calling uniqueness is the only thing that we notice about you, it can come off as A, insecure. It can come off as unpolished and unprofessional. And let me tell you, people who win pageants are professionals. They are polished. They are imperfect. They are authentic. They are astute. They are great communicators. And they know how to work a room. And sometimes what I've seen for people in this category is they wrap their entire identity around what makes them different. And it's, it's not in a good way. It's in a polarizing way, in a way that detracts magnetism rather than attracts magnetism. So just keep that in mind. Um, we all, we work with our clients every day to literally put exact adjectives and language to their branding in terms of how exactly they are unique and different. So 100%, like it's super important, but what we don't do is we only highlight those things in terms of that's the only thing about you that matters. Like my brown hair makes me unique, but it's not like part of my identity, I guess. You know what I mean? Like I wear straight hair with the middle part because I love to be edgy because I am edgy. I'm, I'm bold as a person. I'm an Enneagram eight. Right. But I don't like talk about my brown, black hair all the time, all the day, every day, as if it's like my only qualifier, you know? Um, it leads you into something deeper, but I also am, have found a way to make myself presentable in pageants in an aesthetic way, because you ultimately have a couple minutes to change someone's mind about you. And a lot of times in interview, they're like, I'm going to, you know, do all this stuff, be the change. Da, 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 da. I'm like, honey, that is amazing. And if you want that to be the hill you die on, amazing. Love that for you. But like, you probably have two minutes to talk to this person who's coming in with all their preconceived notions, all their thoughts, beliefs, values, and they just like want to talk to a person that they like that can impress them. And that can be a million things, which is awesome. But I'm just telling you, um, tell me how that goes. And if it works for you, then I will call myself wrong, which is great, but probably not going to happen. Okay. Next. Um, if you, number four, if you think that you can work less and get the same results as somebody who works harder, because of your natural ability, that's the other end of things. Somebody's going to eventually outwork you and you're going to be real disappointed because you thought that if you bought the most ad pages or you spent the most money on a dress or, you know, whatever your in was that you thought that you had with the pageant. Um, as soon as that doesn't work, you're going to be real confused and you're going to start blaming the pageant. You're going to probably think that the world's against you. It's not, it's you. Say law. Anyways, and lastly, number five, blaming others for getting the results that you did. So all kind of goes back to blaming, doesn't it? <laughs> but leaders take personal responsibility and they're accountable to them, themselves and their results. Of course, there are, unfortunately, every single year. As a coach, I see things that are inexplicable every once in a while where it's just a head scratcher and it takes everything in me not to turn in an executive board or send a strongly worded email because I'm like, these are my girls. Like this is happening to real people who have put so much time, talent, and treasure into this dream of theirs. And you're running it poorly in a way that affects more people than just you. Um, and that's really tough. And so I get that we want to blame other people for our results sometimes. And 
don't get me wrong. We need to process our emotions and sometimes crap hits the fan and it sucks. And we need to make sure that we're processing those things. But if, again, if it's not the system, then we also need to be true to ourselves to make sure that we're, you know, we're going back over the game tape and we're truly seeing back to number one, where are, where am I metrically next to every single person in terms of my actual performance? Let's not make stories up. And another, another really key thing too, is again, like I said in the beginning, do I actually know that? Do I know these assumptions that I'm making? Was I there? Did I see it with my own eyes? Did I hear it from my own ears of that? They said this, that they thought this, they did this, you know, because it can be really easy to assume and to put two and two things together, but it's not always the case. And it's only going to hurt you um, to think that the world's against you because that will translate into other areas of your life as well. And I don't want you to think that way. So those are the five things. If you might need to change you, um, I know I was real honest with you guys about these things, but this is why you listen to the podcast because we're not giving you fluff. We're giving you the meat, right? Okay. So part two of this, everybody say part two in the comments below. Um, if you do need to change systems, here are some warning signs. Here are some red lights, some red flags that you can choose to pay attention to or completely ignore because it's a free country. Um, but God bless. We're about to talk about the mess. So, and lovely, my person is mowing our lawn outside. So please enjoy the background tunes of that. Earlier, I was with a client. I was trying to record this earlier, and my awesome neighbor, who we love, um, was working in his wood shop with the garage door open, sawing through wood for literally three hours. So I was like, cool, 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 cool. Awesome. I'm going to totally do this later. And now they're mowing the lawn. So welcome to the life of an entrepreneur. Okay. So we're going to go through these really quick. I actually only have four of these for this. Maybe I'll come up with a fifth one in the end. Y'all know me. I like to work on the fly. Okay. So this is a good reason why you need to change your system. If someone has never looked like you, talked like you, walked like you, one like you, that is like you, either you have two choices. Be the first, totally be the first, get after it. I tell my girls that all the time. I'm like, show them. Like be so amazing in literally every area other than the one thing that makes you a little bit unique. Be so like above bar that they're like, well, we didn't have anybody like her, but now she's so irresistible. We can't help it. Like it would look like we rigged this pageant if we didn't pick her because she's so qualified. Like how awesome would that feel to be the first person? And you're just kind of like, uh-huh, like show y'all, you know, that's the best feeling in the world. Or um, like we're actually going to talk about this in the powerhouse club next week, which if you're not in the powerhouse club, it's the best club in the world. We're bringing on national title holder, Emma Loney, who was, uh, one of the first, if not the first plus size national title holder to hold like a major title in a pretty large pageant, Miss Earth USA. Um, and now ironically, we have a bunch of clients competing in it, which is cool. Like I didn't even know that when I planned this a couple months ago, but she's going to be talking about her story of that and her platform. So if you want to get in on that, get into the powerhouse club before next week, or send us a DM in Powerhouse Pageantry on Instagram, Powerhouse Club, send us a DM, um, and we can kind of expedite that process for you. Um, but she was somebody who struggled with that. She competed in USA for a long time. And, you know, that was one of those cases where she was just like, gosh, like, is this ever going to be a place for me? You know, and I had those thoughts, too, because I've got buns and thighs. And, you know, I could starve myself to the place of having tiny, tiny, tiny everything. But that just wasn't authentic to me. That wouldn't be authentic to you guys of, of this message that I've carried for the last four years. I'd be a complete fraud if I just went and got 
stick paper thin and did it in an unhealthy way. I refuse to do that. Right. Cause whatever you compromise to keep you loose. And so Emma decided to change systems and the very next time she competed straight to the top. Right. And I think that that is just so amazing and such a perfect example of somebody who never gave up and never compromised on those things that were really, really important to her. And she decided to turn that on its head instead and say, you know what, like I'm truly going to find the lemonade that I can make out of these lemons and I will have an influence and I do have a message to share. And she was validated for that publicly, which is so incredibly cool. So shout out to Emma. Uh, I know that you have inspired so many of my clients and people are salivating to talk to you next week, which is so fun. Um, the second way that you can kind of decide if you should switch systems or if a different system should be for you, um, oh, came up with the fifth one. Here we go. So number two is if you are, if you don't have peace, again, I was talking to a client just earlier today and she was just saying, you know, the blank system that I've competed in for so long just doesn't even feel like the same system anymore. And she personally felt like she couldn't be her true self. She couldn't share who she was politically, religiously, anything, and that she just didn't feel freedom to be herself. And luckily she has a, you know, a personality where she can kind of hold things in. Um, and so everyone thinks she's just this peacemaker, but she's like, if they only knew how I really felt on the inside. And so I just asked her that question and I said, Hey, well, is, do you think that that's God's best for your life? Like, do you, do you want to represent an organization that makes you feel that way? And do you think this was a one-time thing? Or do you think that this is the direction that that organization is going? And I think that those are really, really important questions that people just don't, they don't ask themselves because you do get dedicated to a system. You do fall in love with you know, your, your peers, the sisterhood, all, there are always great things about it, scholarship, you know, whatever cash prizes, whatever that is for you in that system. And of course the art of the unknown of having to change up, adding a, a phase of competition, taking away a phase competition, whatever that looks like for you. But I think the inner peace is something that you really need to consider. And if you can't be the fullness of who you are, then why would you want to be a title holder representing that organization? Anyway, some people would, but not a whole lot of people that listen to this podcast, not a whole lot of people that follow me because I think a lot of you guys are extremely authentic people and that's why we have such an amazing community. So that's number two. Number, number three, a great thing that you can do is look at the nationals website. So go through their bylaws, go through their mission, go through their about me and see if the things that they're looking for in a title holder align with your values and who you are as a person. And if you feel like they do align, um, then maybe take a step forward, right? I think a lot of times people have been competing in the same organization for so long they haven't even dared to go look at another website because they either see it as inferior because they've been brainwashed that way from, you know, local title holder, executive directors or whatever, who have, are so bad at marketing. Can we just be honest here? Are so bad at marketing that they want to keep the same five girls competing in that organization for as long as they possibly can. So they badmouth every other organization because they won't point out their own inad inad inadequacy. Like we talked about in the first part of this podcast, they can't call out the fact that they're a bad leader and that they don't know how to win friends, influence people and gather other people to their pageant. So they'd rather just badmouth every other pageant to to keep the cyclical effect of the five girls who have been competing since they were a teen and they're really not actually helping anybody. So that's my TED talk on that. So look at other websites. You might be surprised. You might find something that you totally fall in love with. And then maybe you go back to that original, you know, organization you were competing in. Maybe you take a break and compete in some fun pageants from like 18 to 21. And then you come back for the big guns um, that could work in your favor massively. Anyway, then we have number four, um, kind of along the lines of that, feel free to talk to as many directors as possible. Like people sometimes are so intimidated to just like 
email other directors as if the whole world talks to each other in pageantry. Um, and it's really not as much of a cesspool as people think it is, especially across like different organizations. Like I feel like USA people don't really talk to America, you know, National Miss Sweetheart, you know, USA National Miss, IJM, they don't really talk to each other that much. <laughs> so, and the world's a big place. So feel free to reach out to directors and ask them those questions and just say, hey, what can I expect for these types of onstage questions? What is kind of the fashion sense here? What are some of your values that of what you're looking for in a title holder? I think if people would just do more of that, not only would you be more equipped to compete in the competition, but it doesn't hurt when a director sees your initiative and like totally falls in love with you because they see that you're a leader from the first moment that they've ever interacted with you. So y'all should do that. Definitely tell me how it goes because I did that before all of my pageants and definitely worked in my favor. And then the last thing, I kind of already mentioned this, but number five is to ask questions. Like it, I think people don't because you might have one negative experience with, again, a not so great leader or somebody that was just, I mean, unfortunately, a lot of local title holders are just scatterbrained. Like you can't get an email back or it's this, you know, it's just the local pageant email. So they don't check it like their regular email every day. And then they're losing out on leads because they take four weeks to respond to an email. So try their Instagram, try if you can find a phone number, try the website. And then once you do, just ask questions. And if somebody gets super offended by you asking a single question, again, you probably don't want to compete in their pageant in the first place. You can really vibe check a lot of people and a lot of things by the way that they communicate with you. And so I would highly recommend doing those five things. And then if you get a yucky vibe, I always call it a scratchy heart. If you, if you don't have inner peace on any of these throughout any step of the way, it's okay to make changes in your life. And yes, they will have consequences, but there are also, you know, consequences aren't always bad. Consequences can be a really, really great thing too to add beautiful blessing into your life because you chose to make the hard decision, which was ultimately the right decision. So that's all that I have for you guys today. Join the Powerhouse Club, hop on a strategy call or join our free group Pageant Winner Secrets if you guys haven't already. I can't wait to hop on the phone with a bunch of you guys and meet you very, very soon. We have been back to back with strategy calls, um, which is crazy because this is normally pageantry's slowest month, but I know you guys are high achievers and you want to get in on all the great things that are happening as early adopters. So all those links are below in the show notes and I will see you guys in the next training. Bye. Hey guys, Coach Megan here, and thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Powerhouse Podcast. We're so honored to have you wherever you are, near or far away from the great metropolis of Omaha, Nebraska, where we are from. We are so proud to be your virtual coaches. If you could just share this with a friend that you feel like needs to hear this today, give us a five-star review if you haven't already, and click that link below in our show notes. We promise we are the nicest people, and we'd love to meet you, and we'd love to figure out if you're a good fit for our program or make a suggestion for a different coach, different consultant, different person that's a professional in their field that can help you. We're not territorial about needing to coach every person in the world. We just want you to find your right fit so that you can make your dreams come true and unlock the winner within you. Anyways, just wanted to encourage you guys in that today. Again, leave us a review, DM us um, on Instagram at any of our handles. And with that, we'll see you guys next week.